You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, September 19, 2021, by the Reverend Jim McAquin. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it. For he was teaching his disciples and saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands. They will kill him. Three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? They were silent. For on the way they'd argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a little child and put it among them. Taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. May be seated. Beloved community of St. Thomas, grace to you in peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Simplicity. Have you ever longed for simpler times? Show of hands. Me too. A friend of mine says these are scrambled times, an era of simplexity. And I long to learn each day to live with a simple song and truth that even when things are not swell in Christ, all will be well. Honored to be in this place, and I want to forewarn you, I customarily preach to three points. I think it's a Lutheran thing. There will be four, but the first three will be shorter than usual. 
want to tell you a story about a faithful congregation whose DNA is centered in the servant Christ who calls us to life. The Sophia Way. I was with them at the very beginning when Helen came to a faith community I served and said, you know, Pastor Jim, we need to take care of homeless, unsheltered women in Bellevue. I paused, expecting a request for dollars. And she looked at me and said, this is not about money. It's about the heart of the gospel. Hooked then, hooked now. Supported them through the faith community I serve, funding cycles of the cities four times, and now serve on their development committee. And one day I read about a congregation that was planning a drive-through offering. Novel idea in a pandemic time. Items to support the shelter in the day center about two miles from here. Over $2,000 in donations. Then a meeting, the executive director said to me, so Jim, do you know what they did for us at St. Thomas? And I said, yes. Are they like that? So generous? I said, yes. The next moments I said, so Elisa, here's the story. The congregation lives out of the center of the gospel. Spirit-led, gospel-generated, never once claiming to be one more social ministry outpost, but of people who are known by the servant Christ to serve, led by the Spirit, to reach out that all might be whole. That was your story, beloved. And day after day, I used that example with other faith communities, human service organizations. It's not hard to serve in the name of the living Christ, led by the Spirit in the times of change. That's you. Did you hear your retired rector? He said, you are the church. You are the church. It's not going to happen later or someday. It is today, right now. Well, there are three points plus one. You do the math. The setting for the gospel portion just read, Jesus is on the road and teaching his disciples what their calling means and the lives they will live when he's no longer with them. Those who walked with him may have thought that life would be different, maybe simpler than their former callings. It was not to be so. The gospel of Mark moves things along so quickly and immediately that Jesus teaches them to learn, to see, and to become the new wave of the presence of God in the world. He doesn't take time for homework. He is about the work of the street, the road, and the place where they will walk. Now here's the backstory. Jesus launched from the River Jordan, baptism, taught, caring, and sharing, and the learners began to get the fundamentals of life in Christ because they walked beside him ate with him, sat with him, and grieved with him at times because the people weren't getting it. And you're disciples too, and sometimes, you know what, we don't get it. Sacrificial living? What are the perks? Rabbi, let's do a background check on you. Where did you come from? Nazareth? Hicksville? Listen to you? But they did. 
The Holy Spirit served as their GPS, their global positioning system. They landed in Capernaum, probably in Peter's house, a way station on the way to Jerusalem for Jesus and the Twelve. They moved to the synagogue, and a healing followed next to it on the Sea of Galilee. Net result, whenever they went, the crowds gathered to hear this one who taught like no one had ever taught before, with authority and presence, gravitas, about God's plan, about love, and about care. The reactions and responses were varied then. Touched his hometown, the crowd said, What? Is not this the son of Mary and the carpenter? The temple authorities came from Jerusalem and began to take notes. The responses would read like this, Rabbi doesn't keep the Sabbath. Check. He and his students work on the Sabbath. Check. And the company he keeps, you would not believe. Check. But the crowds were overwhelming. No social distancing then, and they became hungry, and they were fed. Met at the point of their physical hunger, their needs were met by this rabbi whose truth, truth sounded like no other. Mission results, more hungry crowds. Breaking news, he has done everything well. Makes the deaf to hear and the blind to see. The actions of compassion became the heart of renewal for life for those who walked beside him and for you and for me. Two, today's text. Last Sunday, Ashley rocked the gospel text in her preaching and set a firm foundation for this day and for next week. I took notes, Ashley. I learned from you, Ashley. It's called reciprocal grace that touches us every Sunday. So Jesus teaches them about the path to Jerusalem and what will occur, and it's clear they don't want to know about the future. Do you all want to know about the future? I do. Where are we headed? Where are we going? Who's going with us? Remember his words he shares, suffer, rejection, be killed, rise again on the third day. They didn't get to the final one, lift it up on the third day. Remember Peter's reaction? No way. We want a simpler, more powerful way since you are the Messiah. And Jesus responds, you remember his words? Get behind me, Satan. You're dabbling in human things and not the plan of God. Then today's gospel is kind of the same scene. Jesus is secretly going through Galilee because he doesn't want to be bothered. He's teaching the disciples about the future. You hear his words? Betrayed, killed, three days again to rise up and be lifted up. Disciples' reaction, fear sets in, and they were afraid to ask, but it's the next scene that draws us in. Back to Capernaum. And Jesus raises the conversation at 11. He says, what were you arguing about on the way? Can you imagine? Twelve eyes diverted to the ground like, oh, no. I do that once in a while. <laughs> they were silent. I would have been too. So might you. Happy du jour, who of us is the greatest? Three, cruising home, folks. What's the point? 
Jesus sets their future and our future, the church of Christ in rage, with these words. You want to be first? You're going to be last. Pretty simple truth. Defies contemporary relationships, I think. Not many of us say, let me be at the end of the line when we shop, have to wait. Want to be first? Be last. Last week, Jesus said, those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Now that enacts a parable. That he makes a parable of generosity and hospitality that bespeaks the DNA of the people of God. Took a little child. Medea. This the child in the circle of community, and he says, Listen, welcome one such child in my name. And you welcome me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. <laughs> and what do we make of it? The times, I am told, are difficult, scramble times. Seen a very long time, we've often found reacting to the daily unknowns. Mine have touched space with panic, fear, and dare I say at times, denial. Oh, this thing's going to be just fine. It's going to work out just fine. It's going to be just okay. And then suddenly we're masked again. I can't see your smiles or your frowns, but I want you to know we have to be hopeful. We are the people of God. Period. Four, <laughs> in the parish I served, the words they love to hear from me is, I will be brief. <laughs> Where do we go from here, beloved? Seek, serve, give. Do you know those words? You've got to have face masks that say the very words, seek, serve, Give back to the center again, the circle of fellowship. Out of font, through the word, at the table, equipped to be Christ-centered, love-bound, spirit-empowered, to bear the love that will never let us go. In the light which draws us forward, even when times seem all too dark. Did you hear the reference? Well, we're kind of praying for good weather, but we're not quite sure the prayer is going to be answered, but we'll give it a whirl. <laughs> like the future, we'll give it a whirl. What's next? Dietrich Bonhoeffer from prison asked this question, who is Christ for us today? Who is Christ for us today? On this day, the metronomic beat of grace is not one of presto. It is one to pause and to listen to be the church in this place. Ubi caritas, where charity and love prevail, there is God. Did you hear it? How do we sing a simple song in a strange time? Where do we find the places we can stand together on the firm foundation as those who know the rest of the story? He will be lifted up. Look at the child. Look at the child. I have two spiritual mentors. Two. Clergy need more than one. Ask Father C. My first one is 99 years old. Oh, he is so wise. Chuck Bongren used to serve the church down the street. It was sold for profitable development. My other is a five-year-old grandson. Who doesn't call me Reverend Grandpa. He says, Appa. 
Papa, come to my house. Appa, do you want some strawberries? Appa, Mama says you work with homeless people. Don't people have houses? <laughs> Did you hear it? How do we sing a simple song in a strange time? We find the places stand together on the firm foundation as those who know the rest of the story. He will be lifted up, and so are we. Every single time we wake up in Christ's name, we're lifted up. I don't know you very well, but I've watched and shared time with you for almost two years. The ball dude in the pew with your new member. Listening. Watching. Sharing what it is to be the church. Today we're going to circle once again, community, to be lifted up as a child who knows the safety and place of the loving arms of the one who knows us and will keep us forever. For we are God's beloved children. Our response? <laughs> Remember the signs? We are open for dining in. Wow. We are open for dining in. Come to the table. Eat and be filled. There'll be leftovers when we take our lives to the world to be ones who lift up others in the name of Jesus Christ. It's our calling. You don't hit a pause button. You meet Jesus out there with who you are as worship from this place. And for this time being, thank you, Charles. I will sing the Lord a new song to praise him, to bless him, to bless the Lord. I will sing God's praises while I live all of my days. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's a www.stthomasmedina.org.